did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Don't worry, I'm, I use English all the time. It's going to confuse people. Oh, well, welcome to uh, the Mutiny Radio Open Mic Happy Hour. My name is, yeah. Not all of you knew you were here, I could tell. It was a, uh, there's, there's a lot of people just walk in. That's the beauty of being in this part of San Francisco. I'm being down in the mission. It's, uh, some of them are going to be doing their material from the street. You might hear them in the background. It's good stuff. Do applaud. They might leave. But uh, no, um, we've got a theme for tonight. It's called The British Are Coming. Let you in on a secret. That, that's, that's how we make anchor babies. It's, uh, if you don't laugh, I want you to know, we set fire to the White House in 1814. We'll do that shit again. Okay, don't, uh, you know, remember who owns you. Not us. We sold you to the Chinese. That's the, uh, yeah, you're, you're truly lucky. We got, a, we got some great comedians here tonight. Uh, we got some people who just can't afford therapy, so they come out to talk about their problems. Don't laugh so hard at their jokes. Okay, that's their life you're mocking. That's never happened to me before. I'm not a dad. I don't have a two-year-old that I'm abandoning right now to spend time with you guys and smoke weed. I'm a fantastic parent. Actually, I brought the, uh, I'm actually from San Jose these days. Been out here for six years. We're uh, using this, uh, this Friday night to have a, a weekend in the city, just myself and the wife and the, and the kiddo. It's kind of different for her. She has her little group. She's only two and a half years old. She's called London. We wouldn't have called her that, obviously, if we still lived in the UK. How many kids do you know called San Jose? Oh, wait, hold on. That's, that joke works better in Arkansas. But uh, no, she's uh, delightful. Wasn't the only name we were considering. My wife, I wanted Georgia. I like that. But my wife, she's a teacher. She had a kid called Georgia that was a little bitch, to be honest. That, that vetoed straight out. One of the names I really liked was Febreze. <laughs> but, uh, but that wasn't an option either. No, uh, it, she's, she's kind of missing all her play friends today. She came up with my wife yesterday, and they went to the park. And she hasn't got her regular play friends. She misses them. All her play friends have autism. That's important, because that way we know they've had their vaccines. <laughs> my, uh, some of you aren't reading the news as much as other people. I'm aware of that. It's, uh, that joke may take a while to develop, or, or, or never if you don't grow up. That would be the, the choices. No, uh, I'm looking, I, I drove up, which isn't something I should do. This is, uh, these aren't my glasses. My kid actually broke my glasses. I'm wearing a prescription that's 10 years out of date. I drove here worse than most Uber drivers. That's actually not true. I actually drove here more, worse than most terrorists in Union Square. That's, uh, it, it, it's bad. I'm, uh, so all the other comics, a little bit of advice. I've been doing this for a few years. Okay, it's important as a comedian, you want to engage with the audience. You want to bring them along for the ride. Say nice things. You know, like, um, you're a great looking audience. I'm not going to do that. 
no fucking idea. It's like Jim Henson's puppet workshop out there to me after a fire. It's uh, right now you don't know whether you hate me or if I'm the gay butler from Downton Abbey. It's, it's, it's the accent. I get away with so much just because of the accent. I, I, I truly do. I'm actually here. Uh, I, I, I was gay, um, but I couldn't get a green card. That's not, that's not permissible. The, the, you have to sell out for certain things. And uh, my, wife was in a, my wife was an Olympic athlete. She can be quite butch. I, I can work with it. It's fine. The beauty's a problem, but I, I can see past that. No, I'm, uh, I'm, true, but I'm only here because of Trump's latest immigration policy, the one-in-one-out policy. So, uh, bad news, you got me. Great news for the UK, we got Meghan Markle. That uh, done so much to make our diversity better. But uh, we'll talk about my policy, about uh, immigration as we go through today. Uh, it is my pleasure to start tonight with somebody I've heard so much about. Uh, not, not from anyone good, uh, the guy at the taco restaurant, but he's a, he's a regular. Uh, give it up, please, for Ryan Schooley. Mutiny Radio, happy to be here with you guys. I, um, I missed a, uh, I missed a train on the way here and a bird shit on me, so I really need to have a good set right now. Like, I need this to fucking work out. Um, hell yeah, man. I, uh, my parents, my parents were landlords when I was growing up. That was their job. Weird job. Uh, it didn't really affect my childhood at all until I was in seventh grade and my parents asked me to serve eviction papers. That is a thing that my parents asked me to do in seventh grade. It's not, not a lot of fun. They, uh, they took one look at their painfully shy and insecure son and they're like, you know what would raise his self-esteem a little bit? Ruining a man's life. That's how you give self-worth to a young boy. Eviction, this looks like the job for a scared child. Let's see what the fuck he does with that. So I did, man. I had to, uh, I had to serve eviction papers to this guy. Uh, I was super nervous. I knocked on the door. He didn't answer. I was off the hook. Huge relief for me. Bigger relief for that guy, you know? Because there is no worse way to be evicted than to be evicted by a child. That is the worst possible way you could lose your housing situation, you know? He answers the door. He's like, hey there, little buddy. You here to sell candy bars for your baseball team? And I'm like, it is significantly worse. Uh, you are not going to like this at all. Welcome. Um, I, uh, I have a girl. I have a gal. Uh, I'm getting ready to propose to my girlfriend. That's a thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Trying to figure out how I want to do it. Like I want, to, I want a special proposal, a romantic one. I tell you what, I'm not gonna do though. I'm not gonna do the. I'm not gonna fucking propose with the plane, like the plane with the marry me banner, because that is a selfish way to propose to your girlfriend. Selfish way to propose, because while you get to share this grand romantic gesture with your girl, dozens of other guys have to look their girlfriend in the eye, point up at that plane, and be like, "That is not for you. Uh, that is." Another woman's playing up there. Um, one couple gets engaged, 32 end up breaking up. But that's not fair to anybody, you know? Like, it's a horrible thing to do. I'll tell you what, uh, the next time terrorists hijack a plane, they're not going to fly into a building. They're going to skywrite marry me on Valentine's Day. That's how you really inflict some damage, you know? They're not going to kill anybody. They're just going to make sure people don't get laid. That's how you fucking do it. Um... 
I, uh, I'm not, I'm not suited for a life of crime. That's what I've realized about myself in, uh, 31 years on this earth. Uh, I know this because the other day I was walking in the park and I got too close to a goose and the goose looked me in the eye and I immediately felt guilty. That is not the mindset of a criminal. Like, you can't be fucking doing that. You can't, like, feel like a goose looks at you and you feel like, you know, he knows your secrets. That's not, that's not normal. A fucking bank robber would never make eye contact with a duck and be like, I gotta turn myself in now. This, uh, this duck knows too much. All right, guys, I'll leave you on this. Um, my, uh, I love my girlfriend. My girlfriend is black. She is, yes. Intrigue for the old black girlfriend. I love it. Um, we uh, we went to the uh, the we went to the Black Joy Parade in Oakland a few weeks back. Uh, we I got the uh, or she got the this free sticker they were handing out. She was super excited about. It. She's like Ryan, I'm gonna put this shit on our front window so everybody walking by our building will see it. That window happens to be my home office. So if you walk by our building from nine to five on a weekday you will see a sticker that says black and proud, and then you will see me on my laptop. Those are the two things you're gonna see. All right, you guys have been great, thanks. Well, keep it going for Ryan Schooley, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, it's so wonderful that you're doing that gentrification just in your home office. We, uh, we have a great crowd in here. If you're performing, my hope is that you will put at least $2 into the donation to keep this wonderful radio station going. It can't survive on weed alone. Something's got to pay for it. Okay. If you don't have that $2, and I appreciate not everybody's got that $2. I'm looking at this young lady over here. Those aren't even jeans. They're holes held together with thread. Now, if you, you know, but you've probably got a great Instagram account. So what we want you to do is share... <laughs> I know that you're a feature of one of my in Instagram accounts. It's, uh, I've had dreams about those jeans, I swear. I'm, not good dreams either, I'm sorry. I, I'm telling you too much right now. It's, it, there's a darkness about me. But, uh, but do, if you haven't got the donation, that's fine. Please make sure you go on an Instagram, tag Mutiny Radio on it, and make sure the world knows about this great thing. Because they need to. Otherwise, they're just paying for content. The good stuff is free. The best weed is free. Everybody knows that. Please welcome to the mic, Sergio. And he needs to write his name better. That's the clue. But we'll call him Sergio, even though I can't read his name. Get it going, people. Hi, you guys. Yes, my name is Sergio Novoa. Uh, Disneyland is not the happiest place on earth. It's Puerto Vallarta. Yes. If you have not been to Puerto Vallarta, cancel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and go before Americans ruin it. We're not sending our best. Mexico should build a wall just to keep us out. Another place I love is Colombia. If you have not been to Colombia, cancel whatever you're doing tomorrow and go. Uh, Colombians are some of the friendliest people. My first night there, I was offered coffee and cocaine. I read coffee was bad for you though, so I had cocaine. Uh, for my birthright, I went to Israel, because when you're gay, seeing Madonna in concert is part of your birthright. <laughs> yes. If you've never been to Israel, cancel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and go. If you have a UAE stamp on your passport like I do, be ready to be poked, probed, and manhandled. Ladies, it's just like riding bar during rush hour. Mm -hmm. 
if you have not written BART during rush hour, cancel whatever you're doing tomorrow and go. The TSA agent was so thorough with this inspection, I thought I was on my doctor's appointment. I automatically turned to my left and I gave him two good coughs. <laughs> with all this traveling, I've discovered that gay straight men are gentrifying gay culture. And I say this because, and I say this because some of my gayest friends are straight men. Um, they wear skinny jeans. They only work out to impress the other men at the gym and brunch. I can't go to brunch without running into my straight male friends. And for some reason, men are constantly coming out to me as, as straight. I thought only gay people had to come out. Next, they'll be taking over gay bars. And I say this because a lot of my straight male friends are like, yo, let's go to a gay bar so I can pick up chicks, bro. Like, that's like a vegan going to a steakhouse for a salad. That's how it starts, though. Gay bars are the gateway to gay town. They go there for Cindy, but they come home with Sergio. Yes. But straight men have the worst pickup lines. Ladies, do you think you have it bad? You should try being a gay man getting hit on by a straight man in a gay bar. I always get the bro, just so you know, I'm not gay, but I would totally have sex with you. And I'm like, bro, I am gay, and I would totally not have sex with you. I'm not gonna be your guinea pig dick. By the time you get to me, you gotta be able to take it like a man. The other day, I got hit on by a man in his 60s. And he comes up to me and says, typically I'm only attracted to men 18 to 25, but I find myself attracted to you. And I thought, oh, he's going old school. Remember ladies in junior high, if a boy liked you, he would be mean to you? Yeah, it doesn't work on me. I'm gay, not a woman. <laughs> now, uh, oh shit, uh, not a woman. Now I have dated both men and women, and it is safe to say that women can have sex with whomever they want. We men have sex with whatever we can. <laughs> and with the whole Me Too movement, I know there's some confusion for men. You're not sure, like, when am I flirting with a woman? When am I harassing a woman? <coughs> I can help you out with that. There's a fine line between flirting and harassing. If you're attractive, you're flirting with a woman. If you're not attractive, you're harassing a woman. Any questions? Good. Also, men, here's what you need to know about women. Women are superior to us. They're emotionally evolved. So if you want a happy, hassle-free, sexually fulfilled relationship, date men. It's worked out for me. That is it, you guys. My name is Sergio. Thank you. Thank you, Sergio. I've had my own life experience in this one as well. The difference between the uh, gay man and the straight man is six pints of lager. Nothing was strange in that, except it was my geography teacher that told me it. <laughs> so, if we can give it up, please, for Matthew Quirk, that would be awesome. Nice choice, by the way. To the DJ. Hey, give it up for No Deal Brexit here, running the show. <laughs> they have wit, guys. They have wit in England. It's called wit. Uh, anyway, and give it up for Sergio, man. Gayest guy in the pit crew. <laughs> anyway, I could keep going in this room. But uh, so anyway, I like to keep things topical, as you know, and uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but there is a uh, 
one of Trump supporters drove from his house in Ohio eight hours to the Clintons' house to demand that Trump arrest the Clintons. And I hate to brain shame here or anything, but shouldn't he have driven to Trump's house to demand that he arrest the Clintons? Am I the only one who have done that strategy? Uh, okay, cool. How about North Korea, guys? Uh, I don't know if you heard, but they demanded uh, $2 million for the release of the, 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 the body of the prisoner, Otto. Uh, I forget his last name at this point. And... Uh, you know, this is something they do when we negotiated for our prisoners from the Korean War. They also had a line item in the bill for the return for the bullets they used to shoot down the planes. And is it any fucking wonder that North Korea doesn't have any goddamn friends? I mean, they're like the worst friend you ever could have had. They'll borrow your car. When they return it, they want you to pay for their gas. It's like these fucking guys. Uh, anyway... So we got the body back, and I guess Trump promised to pay the $2 million. And I got to ask, why does that dude get free universal health care from our government and not, not any of us? Anyway, true to form, Trump is claiming he did not pay. He just promised to pay and didn't, which I find to be very believable, actually. <laughs> That's right in his wheelhouse, not paying. Uh, so, uh, anybody here see, uh, Endgame, the fucking Universal, just kidding, you guys didn't quit your jobs and go fucking watch that thing? Anyway, it's all over Facebook on what a fucking great ending it is to the Marvel Universe in this little series, and what a beautiful, poignant ending it is. And I'm like, hey, nerds, our actual universe is coming to an ending. Any fucking observations about what to do about that shit? Uh, yeah, speaking of the end of the world, measles is making a comeback in the United States. What the fuck, millennials, for God's sakes? Measles? I think of the measles as something that the fucking colonials had to deal with, man. The fuck? I mean, the same generation that was all antibacterial soap is also anti-vax. I don't fucking get it. Are you going to... Hey. Damn it. I had them in the palm of my hand. <laughs> anyway, I mean, good luck fighting the measles with your Purell, I guess. What the, I mean, where are we going with that? Oh, uh, jeez. Uh, Joe Biden has entered the presidency, the race for the presidency. Uh, yeah, no claps, no booze, no nothing. Got it. Uh, Trump is like the conservative ideal of like a molester, right? Like a creep, right? And uh, to fight that, uh, Joe Biden is the liberal version of a creep. It's, I think it's fighting fire with fire, quite frankly. Uh, anyway, 420 just happened, guys. 420. Uh, 420 is entirely played out. I mean, we should just cancel. Does this town need a fucking weed holiday? You can... <laughs> You could already vape in the library, for fuck's sakes. I mean, nerds took over, right? It's not cool or dangerous or hip anymore. I mean, who here remembers 1987? The year America ran out of weed, right? I mean, back then there was weed or no weed. That was it. We used to be homo sapiens, looking each other in the eye as we passed the joint around, right? We used to hoard the roaches and save them till Sunday. You guys don't do that shit, right? It's all fucking, 
you're all a bunch of homo sativas and homo indicas all sucking down on those individual vape pens. You're all cartridge, cartridge, cartridge. No wonder you're the school shooting generation with this fucking action. I mean... You're walking headlong into traffic, lost on your Pokemon, go walk off a cliff, nav apps, because you've lost the ability to find your friends in a park. It's really quite pathetic, actually. Ah, I'm getting heckled by the host. Oh, boy, where am I on what's... Uh, so we're talking about the border issues, guys. Uh, recently, Fox reported that Trump went... Oh, I'm over? Save it for next week. All right, enjoy the rest of the show. Matt Quirt, ladies and gentlemen, please keep it going for him and keep it going for... Now, if I get any of these names wrong, I want you to understand, I just got my results back from 23andMe. It's just a blank white piece of paper, 100% accurate. So please give it up for Dwight, my... Thanks, thanks, guys. Uh, I, I uh, told people to follow Mutiny SF so I don't have to put $2 in, but if you don't, you got to put $2 in so that uh, Mutiny Radio can pay the light bills. Exactly. Or Mutiny Radio can turn off the lights when the sun's out. <laughs> we could do that, but we need lights in our eyes, so it's pretty cool. I, uh, like, I like Mutiny. Mutiny is FM, the cool kids, right? Not AM. FM. <laughs> Fucking, they're loud. The cool kids are loud. FM. Not AM. I love that. I like that bong, too. Who made that bong? It's like it's made out of all the stolen catalytic converters over the years. <laughs> There's a Prius driving in the street banging, but hey, somebody's got to smoke the weed. So it's, I got a piano like that, too, at home, guys. It's pretty cool. We don't play it. We just put shit on top of it. <laughs> yeah. And then when we run out of space, we get another piano. Why not? <laughs> We're not gonna tune this shit. We're not gonna tune. You know this painting used to be up here? This painting was up here. Then we found out that uh, the artist used a specialized brush and we demoted it. <laughs> All right, that's enough jokes about the place. Let's hear jokes about uh, things I thought about today. <laughs> you guys, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, remember when people wore glasses without the lens in them? I thought if you did that, you should also wear a, a hearing aid that didn't work. Right? Uh, batteries not included? Perfect. Hey, do you also have a wheelchair that doesn't roll? I want to sit in it while I try my wig that has a bald spot on it. I am the man with disabilities and still with disabilities because I like uh, to do things that's neutral. I carry around an envelope everywhere I go, ladies and gentlemen. You should too, just in case somebody walks in on you, you can lick it and look important. Who am I writing? Stephen King. I'm telling him I got a better ending for the Shawshank Redemption. Turns out Andy Dufresne did murder his wife. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I Hey, uh, I was watching the, uh, the women's softball game, you know, that big wind-up pitch they got. I like that big wind-up pitch, you know. It's like uh, society was trying to keep women down, but they rebelled, you know. Like the guy was like, you got to throw it soft because you're a woman, gently. And she goes, fuck you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're a woman, softly, gently. She goes, fuck that. 
I'm like, all right, get her out of here. We should let women throw overhand, you know? We don't make WNBA players shoot underhand. What's up with that? Why did you let her do it but not me? Well, she's big. She's much bigger than me. I saw this show called NBA Wives. I thought they should have another show called WNBA Husbands. Yeah, follow them around as they look for part-time work to make ends meet. <laughs> hey, did you guys know this? Uh, there is an 11th commandment? Yeah, thou shalt not fold the pages of the Bible to create a bookmarker. You guys didn't know that one, huh? I like the Constitution, you know, because it gives you things, but the uh, Ten Commandments takes things away, you know? It's like, thou shalt not disrespect your parents in the Constitution. It was like, well, you got free speech. Say whatever you want. I don't care. They yell at you? Yell at them. Let them know what it feels like. Thou shalt not steal. Hey, plead the fifth. It's okay. I got you. You have the right to remain silent. I will protect you. I got you. Thou shalt not kill, but you have the right to bear arms. Go ahead. Take it. Somebody's in your house. Go get them. He's running away. Hurry. <laughs> oh, you killed your son. <laughs> Remember, stay quiet. <laughs> Gotta stay quiet. Hey, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it going for Dwight Mike. Thou shalt not steal. That's a really important lesson, people. That also applies to Amy Schumer using Bill Hicks material. He might be... He might be dead, but the good ones still know it. All right, your next performer. I've seen this guy all over the place, never on a stage. But uh, please put your hands together for Jack Ferguson. What's going on, guys? Uh, my mom, is. she's an amazing lady. She's run 40 marathons. That's not a lie, yeah. I feel like with marathons, after a certain point, it stops being impressive and just starts being like, what are you running from, you know? Like, uh, I grew up in Menlo Park, which if, for those of you not familiar with the Bay Area, it's like a very bougie place. Just like, if you don't know it, think of the capital from the Hunger Games. You know, everybody is like a little weird and, does, and not aware of the fact that they're evil. Um, I'm tired of girls from my hometown telling me that I'm privileged because I'm a man. It's like, yeah, obviously, you know, it's more difficult to be a woman because of, you know, like the wage gap, for instance, but you work at a Fortune 500 company that your dad owns, you know? So like, yeah, it's more difficult to walk home alone at night as a woman, but you have a chauffeur, you know? So, all right. Uh, I, do you guys feel like Uber drivers get too many phone calls? <laughs> Like, I feel like the, who, who's calling them? They work alone, you know? You don't have any coworkers. I feel like I see an Uber driver take a phone call while I'm in the Uber more often than I just get a phone call, you know? Uh, I, I just realized, I just learned that I kind of look like a douchebag. I went, <laughs> I went 23 years of my life without knowing that, and then I started doing comedy, and everybody let me know. Uh, I like going 23 years of your life without knowing you look like a douchebag is kind of like doing a job interview and then learning afterwards you have a piece of food in your teeth and that the food has been there for 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I hate people who correct grammar, grammar Nazis. Um, Correcting someone's grammar, if you want to correct someone's grammar, you have to know what they were trying to say in the first place, which means that they conveyed their point well enough for you to understand it and you didn't need to correct their grammar. 
Correcting someone's grammar is like giving someone directions after they've already arrived at the place they're trying to go. You, <laughs> you didn't need to give them directions, you're just trying to look smart, you know? Uh, sometimes I, I kind of get the feeling that a lot of the girls that I date are faking orgasms. Um, girls do that, right? It's kind of a nice thing that they do for us, you know? Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know if it's good for me. Like, on one hand, it helps my confidence, but on the other hand, I kind of feel like one of those make-a-wish kids that NFL teams let score a touchdown, you know? <laughs> like, like, yeah, you did it. You went all the way. You're so strong, and you, like... <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, I, I'm a big sports fan. I, uh, I think one of the funniest things in sports, though, is when a player will win a game and in an interview afterwards thank God for helping him win the game. Like, I don't think God is sitting up there on a cloud in a Cowboys jersey, like, rooting for your team. You know, I'd like to see that player after he lost. Like, what happened out there, man? Like, I don't know. Why don't you ask God? Like, <laughs> I thought we had a deal. I prayed to you. Maybe I'll switch over to Lucifer. Maybe he's more receptive to sports-related prayers, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I recently cremated a family member. She died, and she wanted her asses, ashes. Asses, yeah, yeah, there you go. Ashes spread on the beach, which is a weird thing, you know? I don't understand why burning someone just makes it okay to put them everywhere, you know? Um, I'm going to end on that because I think my time's up. Thank you. Jack Ferguson, ladies and gentlemen, keep it going. Oh, this, it's not easy living in today's society, this Me Too thing. Some think it's getting out of control. I think it's about time we gave women the, the respect that they were due. You're not allowed to look at women's asses. But if you want to go on Instagram and go to Amira Nassar Official, you can look at her ass all day. And she'll thank you for the impressions. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Amira Nassar! FYI, it's Nasser, not Nassar. That's my ex-boyfriend's last name. So, so it's Nasser. It's okay. Whatever. <laughs> You're just a hater. You, you wish you could fucking rock these jeans, bro. You're a hater. Anyway, so a little bit about myself. My name is Amira. I'm sure you guys are probably dying on my ethnicity by now. I am half Palestinian, one quarter Lebanese, and one quarter Greek. Yep, that's usually the response that I get. Yeah, so it's basically uh, three quarters of severe instability and conflict mixed with a fresh dose of uh, fiscal irresponsibility. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, yep, they still make them like that, believe it or not. We're just like the Mexicans, I mean uh, the Catholics. All we do is breed like roaches. Um, if you want to get technical, I am half shish kebab, one quarter hummus, and I'm slathered in tzatziki and garlic sauce, honey. And the language that I speak is Don't worry, I am not gonna bomb you guys, don't worry. So uh, I'm an Arab comic, and uh, the thing about Arab comics is that uh, when we bomb, we take all of you with us! We clear the house out! So laugh, motherfuckers! Especially the liberals, laugh! So people tend to get Arabs and Indians confused a lot. Which is understandable, you know, because like we're both insanely hairy. Um, 
We're both uh, we we're both super dramatic looking. Like we look like we want to kill you half the time. And uh, there's two ways to tell us apart, and that is by the smell and sound. <laughs> Indians smell like uh, curry 24/7, and Arabs smell like uh, hookah, liquor stores. Department stores and grocery stores. Why? Because we practically live there. Um, Indians, uh, startup companies. Any Indian, any Indian techies in the house? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, people, uh, especially Arabs. Arabs, uh, we go. Thank you. Come again. Good morning. Good afternoon. Arabs, we are the best. We are the best in the West. Nobody is better than us. And um, people, uh, especially non-Arabs, are under the impression that Arabs own 7-Eleven. When it's the other way around, Indians do 7-Eleven. Arabs, we do 9-Eleven. <laughs> Have I offended anybody yet? Yeah. It's okay, you can, you can, you can, don't be shy, you can tell me. Yeah, that means you guys aren't listening. You guys are on your fucking phones or you're writing. <laughs> so um, I uh, I was getting out of the shower the other day, and I looked down, <laughs> and I noticed not one, not two, but three gray pubic hairs on my pussy. <laughs> How much time do I have left? Like one minute? One minute. And uh, I figured that that's what that was. Okay, I was like, I wasn't sure. Um, and ladies, that's how you know life is officially over. When you have three, not one, but three pubic hairs on your pussy. And I literally looked down and I was like, God, thank God I had fucking hair dye. And I was like, la 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 la, la 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 fucking car coming to the fucking gray hairs. La 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 And then in my hair All right, that's my time. Thank you. Next week, I'm gonna meet ya. I'm gonna meet ya. I'll meet ya. Amira Nassar, people. Amira Nassar, people. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Otterbox. They make the best screen protectors. Put one on your phone before you look at her Instagram. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please keep it going. Put your hands together for the only person bigger than I am in this room, Head Richards. Mutiny, what it is, it's Friday, it's the weekend, all right? Let's celebrate. Work week's over, right? Yeah. We're, all, we're all chasing the same thing to become rich, right? Like that's going to solve all our problems? Maybe. See, I went to this party last night at this guy's house, and they had a sushi chef on hand for us. Think about that. I have a party, I might order three pizzas, a cheese, a pepperoni, and I don't know, meat lovers, <laughs> 60 bucks tops. How much does it freaking cost to have a sushi chef on hand there? I went up there, I'm like, well, what could I get? He said, well, what do you want? I don't know, I usually look at the menu and point because I can't read the words anyway. He ended up making whatever I told him. I'm like, just put some salmon, some shrimp. He's like, what, what vegetables do you want in there? Let's not waste our time here. Just wrap it up. But it thinks, like, do we really want to be rich? Like, I have a buddy. He has a Lamborghini. Like, oh, wow, it's expensive car, right? $400,000. But there's no freaking cup holder in it. 
You're supposed to have comfort when you're spending that type of money, am I right? Like, have you gotten in and out of a car like that? Like, I'm a big guy, right? I have to literally roll out. You don't look cool when you're rolling out of a vehicle. Man. And then this year, he went and got a McLaren. Because six months of having a Lamborghini, it's not cool no more. And at least that one has a cup holder. So for $260,000, you will get a freaking cup holder, people. But uh, I recently, I turned 30, and it had me thinking, like, where did the birthday party start from? Because everyone's like, oh, what are we going to do to celebrate? So I did some research one day, and I found out, like, the happy birthday started because there was this lady, and she was a legend. Like, booze, drugs, it didn't matter. You line it up, she snorted it right down. And her husband, well, he was a pussy. Because when she got pregnant, she was like, hey, this is your fault. I'm not really pregnant, I'm just fat. And she's like, this is your fault, so you got to go sober with me for nine months. Now, these are two people, like, their love was founded on, like, sex. You know, they're fucking, he does a, a line right off her butt cheek, and she's like, honey, don't forget the other nostril. You don't want to get too clogged now. Like, that's love. So you have nine months where you can't do that, and she's got all these pains and nothing to fix it. So it comes the day, they're there, the doctor's yanking the kid out, pulling it out. I never had a kid. I don't know how it works. But he's like, oh, congratulations. You have a healthy baby boy. The dad hands the mom a line of Coke as he sparks up a fat joint. And he's like, happy fucking birthday. Let's party. Now, the crazy thing about my research here is this was not the first time only that there was a happy birthday party, but it was the first time there was ever an adoption because there was no fucking way that doctor was giving them that kid. Let's be honest. Uh, I worked in pro sports a long time. Uh, I never finished high school. I left early to take a job in hockey. I worked uh, 14 years, but uh, my last three years, I, was, I moved to Dallas. I got promoted to the NHL hockey team. And uh, I remember I was excited there. I was out to eat the first day. I didn't know a soul. So I was, what, 25 at the time? Lonely guy. I went to Hooters for lunch. Waitress is like, oh, what do you do for a living? Now, I'm excited, right? Because this is my first time ever, like, proud to say what I did in life. So I was like, oh, I work with the Dallas Stars. She looked right at me, and she's like, who are they? You dumb bitch, there's two fucking jerseys hanging up in here. But uh, that was a fun job, but it's like any job. You just get sick of it, right? I don't care if you're working at McDonald's, you're working for a pro sports team, whatever. I, uh, I thought it was smarter to get fired so I can go to WrestleMania. It's a true story. Think about it, though. Making real money... Or go see a fake show. Real money? I went and had the fucking time of my life at that wrestling show. Let me fucking tell you guys. That was totally worth it. All right, my name's Head Richards, everyone. Thanks for coming. First rule of comedy, people, make sure the microphone is on. Second, that you have jokes. Uh, you don't have to be British to learn these lessons, but uh, it helps if you speak English. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our next comedian, without doubt the best-looking man in this room. Uh, I'm moist, and I'm waiting, and I don't even know his situation. Ladies and gentlemen, give it together for Kelly Evans. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's why I love 
stand-up comedy because in stand-up comedy, I am extremely handsome. So yeah, that's been a huge boost to my self-esteem. Thank you. I just want to say, let's give it up for Head Richards. Fuck yeah. Has a goatee of somebody who does go see live wrestling. You know, like... Fuck yeah, man. Uh, Amira, you did all my pube jokes, so thanks a lot for that. That was like half my set. Did anybody else notice that she started at the pubes and then worked her way up? That's like, so it like, seemed like the, you want to go the, at least you saved the butt for last. You know, that's, that's good to know. Oh, God, all right. Anyway, um, I've been struggling lately to balance out the alcohol and the caffeine in my system. You know, it's like, so I'm drinking a lot of both. Uh, and I really feel like the cocaine is winning. It is. So, miles ahead, miles ahead, you know? Um, uh, I work in sales. Yeah, that's about the right reaction. That's good. None. None at all. Everybody hates salespeople. I get it. Everybody hates salespeople. Uh, I get it because I also hate myself. So, you know, seemed like a natural choice. Thank you for the applause from Pam. <laughs> Makes me feel real good about myself. All right. I was having a conversation uh, with someone the other day. They, I don't know why we're talking about this, but they asked me, when was the last time you pooped yourself? Just think about it. Everybody has a number in their head. 19. 19 was the, yeah, no, it was not on purpose, okay? Like, all right, so, you know, I'm struggling to get home. You know, you're in traffic. I get there. I'm, like, so close. I'm, like, running to the, probably running was a bad idea. Anyway, you get to the door, and, like, I get the key in, and then I drop them and shit myself. That was, like, I think the problem is that you get so close to home, like, your, your butthole's just like, we're good. We're home free, man. This is time. We're at the door. This is time to do this. It's like, I feel like my butthole is like a, a wide receiver, you know, who's like really close to the end zone and just starts dancing, you know, just like, yeah, and then fumbles the fucking ball all over my pants. That's, I had to throw those jeans out. That fucking sucked. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anybody work in restaurants? Anybody ever worked in restaurants? Yeah, exactly. We're all familiar. Uh, people always ask you, maybe you've had this question before, like, what's the weirdest thing you ever saw? Or what's the dumbest thing you ever saw? And I, I have to say, the dumbest thing I ever saw was we had a table of eight, and uh, they get their entrees and have no silverware. So all eight people ate their food with their hands. Yeah. <laughs> it was an Italian restaurant. You know how hard, you know how hard it is to eat hot lasagna with your hands? Like, you got to put some effort in, you know? I actually did that joke recently, and one guy was like, yeah. I was like, what? You <laughs> like, yeah, I know how hard it is. Like, why? who are all these people eating lasagna with their hands? The cheese alone is an issue. Okay, well, we're not. just bothers me. Um, another thing about restaurants is foodies. You had to deal with foodies a lot, especially in San Francisco. Uh, and the thing about foodies is they love to tell you their opinion. They're even making videos now. Uh, like I saw one the other day where the guy was like, these next three restaurants are cheap, affordable, and easy on your wallet. <laughs> yeah. Those are all the same fucking thing. They are. That, they are. That's dumb, stupid, and not very fucking smart. That is... Shouldn't have gone to Cornell. Not a journalist. Okay, that's the only journalism school I know, so we're just going to keep moving. Uh, I feel like the whole Notre Dame, like, burning down has just been a huge excuse for people to, like, 
show their photos on fucking Instagram. They're like, oh, it was so beautiful. It's like, we, it was so magical. John and I were there and just the, the sun sunset was right behind the spire. And I'm like, that's what the fuck, man? That's like, what's, what's wrong with us? Seriously. And the worst part is I feel like it re- just really ruins like all my memories of Notre Dame, you know, like I did with dusk and the sun was behind the spire. It was just, it was really magical, you know? I just, okay, maybe you weren't there. That's fine. You should check out my Instagram. I got all my photos. Anyway, thank you very much. This is my time. I've been Kelly Evans. He's good looking, but do keep it going for him. I mean, his is going to be a charm life. San Francisco is so diverse. You'll see people walking. The the tech thing these days is to walk around with your own flask that you fill from sustainable water sources. If you work for a living, it'll be a bottle of Polish Springs. But if you're bigger than I am and you have a mustache, then you're the kind of person who has the balls to carry a bottle of Perrier. Then I welcome you to the mic. Your name must be Mike Whitaker. Keep it going for him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That accent. That accent and the insult that I didn't get two and a half minutes of telling me how handsome I am before I came to the stage. That accent, though. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I got to watch the royal wedding a while back with an English person. That was a fucking treat. And it also tells you how old this joke is. But God damn it, I'm brushing it off. I got to watch the royal wedding with an English person. The royal family is a crazy fucking thing. They're very much like like pugs. They're just the royal family are a lot like pug dogs. It's just centuries of inbreeding masquerading as a sense of class. And everyone gets very mad when you dress one up like a Nazi. Ah, that's a great fucking joke. That's a great joke. I don't know how long the royal wedding. I think that's a three or four year old joke. Fuck it, God damn it, I'm gonna tell it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, my friend my friend called me the other day and she was like, I'm having like a really bad day. Like, can you just tell me what my most attractive quality is? And I'm like, I am the wrong guy to tell you this. And she's like, no, just like, I'm like, just tell me what like my best quality is. And I'm like, okay, you have the cherubic grace of Cupid himself and you can shoot an arrow through the heart of any man and make him love you. And that was a very good compliment because she did not know what the word cherubic meant. Because I looked it up afterwards and I'm pretty sure I told her she looks like a fat little boy. Uh, I'm a gay dude. Uh, I give women advice all the time and I give great fucking advice. But I read this article in the Huffington Post about how gay men are only represented in media as like givers of sage wisdom to straight women. And like, I like to think I'm the gay man that Hollywood needs. Uh, So from here on out, I'm only given one piece of advice, one piece of advice across the board. Any issue you have one problem solving solution and you know what it's paying dividends folks because my friend came to me the other day and she was like mike gave me the best piece of advice i've ever gotten i'm like oh what was that she was like i was about to get back with my ex and you told me to go buy a vibrator and i'm like that was great advice that was also the advice for any other problem you would have had (laughs) mike my car payment is really high each month Do you know how to refinance an auto loan? Boy, do I. First step, got to buy that vibrator. Step number one, step number one. Guys, it's uh, 2019. I'm trying to be more woke. 
I'm trying to be more woke. Uh, I'm I'm making an effort to uh, shake women's hands when I meet them. This is a thing that was pointed out to me. It's a sociological thing men do. You don't shake women's hands when you meet them. And uh, my friend was like, Mike, you got to shake women's hands when you meet them. It shows women that you don't respect them. I'm like, oh, I don't think that's why. I don't think that's why I don't shake women's hands when I when I meet them. Like, I, I it's not that I think women are icky. Like, I think I'm icky. Like, <laughs> like if you catch me at any moment in time within the last two hours, I will have either jacked off or eaten chicken wings. Like... <laughs> You just never want to shake my hands anyway. Guys, say what you want about pornography. Uh, it might be a great utility in figuring out things you might like. It might be uh, a problematic thing if you're a youthful mind with a developing psychosexual identity. But I'll tell you this. If it were not for pornography, I would have never learned to spell the word amateur. <laughs> Guys, I'm Mike Weather. That's for my time. Keep it going. I'm so glad he brought up the royal wedding. Anybody here married? Long-term relationship? Anybody here got a hall pass? I had one. It was Meghan Markle, and now she's fucking a ginger. There is no mystery when you find a, uh, a ginger pube in a threesome, especially when, like me, you're shaved from the eyebrows down. That, that feeling you're getting right now, imagine if you were married to me and you had that feeling every day. Mm, week, mm, month. My, birth my birthday's in May. That's all that I wanted to remember. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your next comic is Dan Lewis. Blondie, welcome music. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. Listen, this is important. The, uh... Serial philanderer, president of these United States, colluded with Russia to undermine the competition and win at all costs, such as the story of FDR in World War II. And uh, I'm proud of it. I don't care what anybody else says. All right. It doesn't work. It's new stuff today. All right. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we first met first, uh, a few years ago. We fucked like teenagers. So that means mostly uh, awkwardly and on her parents' couch. Uh, we hardly ever do that anymore. It's kind of sad. Uh, about, to, about to be a father, though, for a second time. Yeah, thank you. Um, a little favor, though. The first family doesn't know about this second family, so if we could just keep it in the room, that'd be good. Thank you. I don't even know why I'm saying it to a microphone, come to think of it. Uh, <laughs> on radio, right. Good point. <laughs> Guys, I hate it when uh, people tell you all about their dreams. I hate that. That's the it's the most inane thing ever. Oh yeah, check out here. I'm gonna give you a whole bunch of details about this random story. It always goes like this too. They always go, "You're not gonna believe this dream I had." Uh, wait a minute. Don't I have to? Isn't that how it works? You can tell me anything. Why wouldn't I believe that your brain made something up in a universe where literally anything can happen? Suspension of disbelief doesn't kind of enter into it. Be like if Star Wars said, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you are not going to believe this. <laughs> um, next time someone says that to me, you're not going to believe this, tells me all the details of their dream, I'm going to go, you know what, you're right. I don't believe you. I don't believe you dreamed that. I don't believe that fake thing that can never happen, happened. <laughs> yeah. 
Where's it going now? Been uh, watching a lot of documentaries lately. Been binge watching them, really. Uh, you know, and it, we got to watch it though when you're binge watching stuff uh, because uh, it has things have a way of kind of bleeding together a little bit. So a little word of the wise, uh, if you watched Leaving Neverland, the Michael Jackson documentary, uh, wait a little while before watching Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary. Uh, Mr. Rogers, he comes off real creepy if you watch it too close like that. Uh, you know, the king of pop, uh, he, he might have done some pretty horrible, monstrous things, but uh, for pure grooming ability... Look no further than your neighbor, Mr. Rogers. Uh, just with a, he didn't need a chimp in a spangled suit or a, or a roller coaster on the premises. Just a kind word, trusting eyes. I don't think he touched anybody, but he totally could have if he wanted to. That's all. What else? You guys, I'm getting old, you guys. Uh, I'm 43. I know that doesn't, you know, it might not seem super old, but like evolutionarily speaking, I'm pretty much done. I'm, I'm pretty much past everything now. Uh, you know, like statistically, by now, evolutionarily, I should, I should have had like nine kids, and like seven of them should have died in childbirth. And statistically, again, I should have been eaten by a bear like last year or so. But I'm still here. And uh, yeah, but it sucks. It starts to get worse like earlier than you think. Like right around early 30s, it start, you start to get a little sore waking up. You got to be careful getting in and out of the shower. You know, the hangovers are worse and everything. And it starts earlier than you think, which is a shame because we've been telling all the gay kids that it gets better. But so it's like what we're really not telling them is there's only about nine years in the middle where it's not shitty on its way to getting better and then shitting on its way. Uh, stepped on that one. I screwed it up. Probably should leave it at that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Guys. Number one of comedy. Don't get in the way of the host when he's fought 300 pounds and hungry. That's just, that's not, that's not a good way to survive. I, uh, you've been a great crowd. I want to make sure, does everybody put their donation in? This is important. This place doesn't run on fumes. I mean, it technically does run on fumes. If you've been here, you know it runs on fumes. And the, the fumes are better just outside the door than they are in the studio. Uh, please welcome to the mic your next comedian, Colin Holtz. Colin wasn't expecting this honor. Colin had, Colin's currently still picking up his next passenger on his way in. And we know that Annie's not here. So hopefully John Gallagher is here and he's ready to take the mic. Hey, what's up, you fucking losers, huh? How you doing? What's up, guys? Hey, uh, so yeah, you know, I'm doing it here. I'm doing an open mic. I'm a 31. Get into gaming, getting into uh, Goldeneye. You guys like Goldeneye, huh? Yeah, remember that? Remember that game from when you were 12? And you're like, hey, let's rekindle the glory days. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, but I, I like started playing Goldeneye. It's fun. The Golden Gun mode is probably my favorite mode. You guys remember the Golden Gun? Hell yes. Getting a few nods. It's good. Now, what's the deal with the Golden Gun, Anthony? One shot, one kill. The golden gun. Very exciting. That's why it was cool to use. Now, you know what a one shot, one kill also describes? Most guns, you know? That's the thing. Like, every... You point the right spot, every gun is one shot, one kill, really. This guy just got cocky. He's like, look, I spend more money to do the same thing. Look, aren't you excited? The bullet's way more. Look at my heavy gun now. It's good. I, uh, I'm wearing a sweater. Uh, and it's, It fits. 
because I'm a substitute teacher, I guess. Uh, so you got to lean into the look, really, is what I'm saying. You know, uh, substitute teaching is weird because you got to go and uh, be willing to die for children you actively hate. <laughs> You're like something. So yeah, it's a thing you don't think about. You're like, oh man, I'm gonna have to fucking die for these f- sacks of shit. Fuck. So I started thinking about a new thing. Like, I don't think about, like, dying for the children. Now I'm thinking about, like, I'm going to treat myself like the boss of, like, an old level. You know what I mean? So they have to murder every single one of the children to get to me, you know? And then I pull, like, a Bowser and just disappear to the next level. Now, that's how the school shooters knew they lost. It's like, oh, fuck, he, did, he got away. Got another level to get to. I got to go to the next classroom, I guess, where I'm hiding. It's a bad take, but you know I'm gonna keep pushing that joke because it's I I guess I like it. I don't know. I think I just don't haven't written anything else. Uh, yeah, I uh, you know in school shootings, you know we all go on the both sides of that issue. There's good people on both sides. You know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So it doesn't matter like where you really like end up. Like one thing we can all agree on though is like you cannot spell school shooters without spelling cool shooters. Right? That's just true. Undeniable. No, it's also. Also, if you guys are wordsmiths, uh, Cool Hooters is also in there, which I think we can all agree most school shootings really need, you know? Just a sweet pair of tits would really make those kids a lot happier as they die. Just think about it. You're like a 12-year-old. They're like, I haven't, I haven't lived. See a nice juicy rack pop out. And you're like, well, okay, God, take me now. <laughs> now I've lived. It's good. A minute left. Boy, oh, boy. Um, other than shooting myself in the face, there's no other way to end strong, is there? Yeah, okay, that'll be good. Bye. Oh, keep it going for him. Our our next comedian, our next comedian almost didn't make it and was going to get horrible jokes made about them. Uh, I was going to have to tell you that uh, they've had to live with a lifetime of disappointment and hurt uh, knowing they were the only child that their religious studies teacher didn't prey on. How do you live with that kind of rejection for a lifetime? Please give it up for Kyle Morrissey. Thank you. Yeah, give it up for distinctly British humor. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, where'd that golden bongo? I was looking at that earlier, and I was like, that would be like a like a cartel lord didn't own an AK-47, but I was like, I gotta decorate something. Like that was a good looking piece. Um, this is a good day. I was parked mostly in red for 18 hours. Did not get a ticket. So it's Friday. Uh, uh, you guys know what? At- you guys know what Ashley Madison is? The website, the cheating website? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been getting targeted by their ads a lot lately. Um, and I'm not, I'm not quite sure why. Uh, either they're targeting me because they know that the only reason uh, I have a girlfriend is because we both owned all three Lord of the Rings soundtracks. Uh, or they're targeting me because they don't know that the only reason I have a girlfriend is because I own all three Lord of the Rings soundtracks. Like, oh, this guy knows the lyrics to Gollum's song. We should uh, get him in a bar. Um, yeah, I'm not totally sure what their logic is. It's like, hey, man, uh, we just noticed that you got back from a lovely vacation with a lovely woman who let you move into her rent-controlled apartment and just got a great job. You know what you should do? Ruin everything. <laughs> um Hey, man, uh, we noticed that every night when you crawl into bed and hold this woman, how uh, excited you are that you might get to spend the rest of your life with her after years being single, wondering what the hell was wrong with you and if love was even real. Can we interest you in some infidelity? <laughs> like, 
Um, I think the only thing that they have on me is that I have a little bit, little bit, some porn in my browser history. Like, um, hey man, we noticed that you, uh, you sit at home all day looking at porn instead of looking for that job while she's uh, downtown working, supporting both of you like she has been for the last year while you figure things out. Why are we targeting you? We definitely should be targeting her. Like, um, yeah, I do have a bit of free time as, uh, as I just mentioned. Um, I've been unemployed since March uh, of last year. Uh, uh, no, in 2018, I was like, I'm going to start a business and it didn't work. And so I was like, in 2019, I was like, I'm going to start comedy and it's actually going a little bit better. Um, God was like, don't worry, you'll, you'll find your calling just in a much lower tax bracket. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I've been interviewing places and, uh, interviewing is hard. Have you ever been in the middle of an interview and just realized like, I could just try to kiss this person and ruin everything. Like, like not, not in like a sexual way. Like, this isn't like me too. Like any gender, like, it, you know, when you're standing on top of a building and you look over and you're like, technically jumping is an option. Like, I don't know why I don't do it, but I physically could if I wanted to. Uh, I mean, any example, like someone hands me a glass of water during an interview and they'll be talking to me. But in my mind, I'm just realizing like, huh. Like, what would happen? Like, what is the fastest route to making things as bad as they could possibly be? Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, am, I, am, uh, I am interviewing some places. Um, I had to stop specifying my race and my gender because uh, I'm, 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 I'm looking for work at one of these like big companies downtown uh, because streamlining processes at data management optimization platforms obviously is my passion. Um, but uh, yeah, I had to stop specifying my race and my gender just to create a bit of a buffer for when they finally see me. And they're like, we have way too many of you. Like, what did you say your name was, Kyle? Yeah, like, I think we have enough Kyles. Uh, interviews are tough because they start off with them asking me, like, don't you already work here? Like, uh, I think that's my time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Give it up for Kyle. I... Uh you know when you're looking online, you see someone, you, you recognize someone from the internet, I'm like, Ashley Madison, I've seen this guy. I look up his profile, nicknamed Gollum, looking for a girl to destroy his ring. That was, uh, I knew I recognized him from somewhere. Yeah, in England, we call that humor. It's cruel. You decided you didn't want it. We're bringing it back. Yeah, that's why I have a kid here. She's a, an anchor baby. We're taking over from the inside. She, I can't be president, but she can be. Eventually be begging to come back to us. If you watched Hamilton, you know where this joke ends. All right, so our next comedian. I am so glad we finally have a woman on after way too many dudes. Uh, well, I'm not saying there's any testosterone in the room. If you'd see it, you'd know what I mean. Please welcome to the uh, microphone, Anne Chin. Let me put my five bucks in first. Yay, money! It's, it's stuck. The hole needs to be bigger, Pam. <laughs> you like that joke? Okay, cool. Um, Chun is actually not my uh, my full name. It's actually my full last name. It's actually Chun Harakchot. Has 14 letters because I'm fucking Thai. Yeah, Thai people have long last names. I think it's because we're trying to make up for our shortcomings. Yeah. Let's talk about parents. Um, who here has parents who are divorced? Yeah? Oh. 
My parents have been married for 30 years, but I wish they were divorced. <laughs> really. Here's why. They live in two separate houses next to each other with a bridge connecting the two. <laughs> what is going on? Um, I think what they have is called Asian divorce. Um, like, are you American? Exactly, my point. Asians, we don't get divorce. Divorce is for Americans and French people. People who care about things like romance and love. Ugh. Our parents, Asians, have taught us how to survive without that stuff, okay? But their approval, we wouldn't last a day without it. Asians crave for parental approval, like how millennials crave for validation. I would know, because I'm both of those things. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. Two houses? They must be one of those crazy rich Asians. No, that movie misrepresented a lot of Asians. <laughs> that is not how we live. No, two houses uh, in Thailand, not in the Bay Area, okay? Uh, you can, in Thailand, you can buy a house with what you pay for two Equinox memberships, okay? Yeah. Um, I have anxiety, yeah. I've had anxiety for as long as I remember, but what the heck is going on? Like, since when did mental health issues become a hip thing? Like, used to be, if you're seeing a therapist, you don't have your shit together. Nowadays, if you're not seeing a therapist, you don't have your shit together. <laughs> like, my friends, the two things they ask me to refer them to the most are the person who does my eyebrows and my therapist, okay? Um, yeah, and... Having a therapist, seeing a therapist doesn't mean you have your shit together, okay? It is the opposite. It just means you have really good insurance. Yeah. Um, my, I gained a lot of weight after my first semester in college. My dad couldn't believe how much weight I had gained. He was like, where did your collarbone go? I was like, of all the body parts you chose to call me out on, you called me out on my collarbone? Like, I thought the guy who came up with the thigh gap was creative. I guess I don't know my dad at all. All right, that's all my time for tonight. Thank you. And Chun, ladies and gentlemen, oh, now I hope you've all made your donation for stage time. I really do. Because if you haven't, our next comedian is literally going to repossess your ass. Make it big, make it loud, show your appreciation for the best unofficial weed dealer in the mission, <laughs> Pam Benjamin. Yay me, I'm going to time myself so I don't go over. I'm dressed tonight like a witch. You might be able to tell that. You can tell by my, my millinery. That's it's haberdashery as men's hats, millinery as women. I'm wearing a, a darling little witch hat. I love cats and I know how to read. I'm a witch. Ah! I'm just kidding. I would have been killed in the 
those long ago days, definitely for being a witch. Uh, I, I only, as a child, I, I actually have to pee really bad right now, badly. Um, and it reminds me back when I was a child, I used to be a ballerina. And uh, we one time we were, you know, doing the the Swan Lake, and that year, uh, there wasn't a black swan, but there was a brown one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, oops. Those tights, they're hard to put on. I have my only trans moment, actually, as a, a mediocre girl ballerina. I, I was a ballerina for 23 years, mediocre girl ballerina. And when I was 12, I wanted to be a boy because I wanted to be a really good ballerina because all the guys sucked and I was like this mediocre girl ballerina. I'm like, put me in the tights. Give me the little wife beater. I will pick up those bitches. Like, you keep calling me fat, call me husky, I'll pick them up. <laughs> Want to be a boy. Would have been a professional ballerina if I had been a boy. It's a funny thing. Like, it's hard to be a woman, right? Like, it's hard to be a, 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 a woman business owner because uh, when a woman makes a decision, people form a committee. <laughs> a man makes a decision, people just do it. It's fun. But if you've, you're a woman. You know how it goes. They form a committee. They're like, are you, that's an idea. That was, oh, that was, is everybody, what does everybody think about that idea? How do we? Could we? Oh, oh, okay. It's great being a female person. Human. It's just so funny to me. It seems so obvious that the language totally subjugates women at every turn. Like, language is completely political. Honestly, we menstruate. It's the one thing you literally can never do. And you put your name all over it. Menstruate. What the fuck? Like, why have we not even risen up against the human, the female, the person? Jesus Christ, right? It's like right in front of us. And we're like, oh, 70 cents on the dollar. <laughs> it's just so good. I don't mean to be a Marxist, but it's called labor, and you don't get paid to be a mom. It's called labor, Marxists. Jesus Christ, right? Like it's women's work. You know, the oldest profession is called prostitution, except it's not valued at all. You can't get a W-2, and it's totally illegal. Ha ha! The work that actually want us, they want us to do, they don't. I just get so angry because it seems so obvious that we just don't even see. You know, the one word I do get, menopause. I get it. You know, when I'm 55, men are going to pause on me. They're going to be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get involved with that dusty vagina over there. That's old and scary. She's a witch. What? Why does she have so many cats? Because they love me unconditionally. It's so nice. They don't care what I look like. They're like, meow. There's only one cat. I, I do. I love my cat so much. It's really difficult. I didn't want to chop his balls off, but I had to because he was getting a little squirrely. And I didn't want to have to like give a hand job to my cat. You know, what am I going to do? I'm going to get two little Q-tips and put some Vaseline on it and I'm going to jerk off my cat. Nobody likes a hand job, not even a cat. Nobody <laughs> likes a hand There's no way to do a good hand job, especially for your cat. I masturbate with my cat a lot. I don't masturbate my cat. I masturbate. No, like I, anyways, the cat is there. I was getting, I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend. And I, I found out that my cat really loved me, right? Because um, he didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked them, <laughs> right? Meaning that my cat loves the shit out of me. Or women really do taste like tuna. It's, um, either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's, that's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. I'm telling you, I'm not dying that shit. It is. It's a lot of hair. Here, like, these are my, I have the hair on my legs like a 12-year-old boy. I fucking love it. I think it's amazing. 
on that note, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. Um, I have pubic hair that's been around longer than many of the comedians have been doing comedy in this room. <laughs> it's like, I have three-year-old pubic hair. That's what I'm saying. I haven't shaved. It is long. Okay, uh, thank you guys so much. I've been Pam Benjamin. John Garza, yeah. Keep it going for that person more than anybody else. Remember... Remember, when you get your Netflix special, she gets a producer's credit. Okay, that's how it works. All right, welcome to the mic. Your next person, Anthony Zaccaro. Keep it going for your host, Hannah Gadsby, everybody. Hannah Gadsby. Oh, it's fantastic. That was a weird end to a special, but I liked it. I liked it. Um... I'm, I'm saying what people looking like. I'm making jokes about people, what people look like looking like this. Um, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a new face. Like even if you haven't like met me before, I'm not a new face at all. Like my face is somehow out of breath. Like I just that that's just how it looks. Um, anyway, we'll try some new stuff out. Um, I like how real video games are getting. Video games are getting so realistic. Uh, like I just uh, played the new Assassin's Creed set in Greece, and I fucked a little boy. It was great. Um, and uh, but I, God forbid someone takes this audio out of context just, and just cuts out the Greece part. Um, yeah, you would need grace for something. And anyway, um, but yeah. So, uh, but they're they're getting uh, they're not getting realistic in the right ways. You know, like I I want to be able to kill a ref in FIFA. Like I, I want to be able to do that. Why can't I put out a hit on a ref? In, I want to use his head as the ball. I just want to full Brazilian. Like I I why can't I hit my wife in 2K career mode? You know, like why isn't that? An option. Why isn't that an option? Uh, I want to be able to kneel in Madden, is what I'm trying to say. I, but then the disc just gets ejected. Um, but uh, yeah, um, what was what was the other new thing I was going to do? Hold on. Um, let me check my passport, um, which is what a comedian called this last week or something. Um, let's see. Flipping through the notebook. Flipping through the notebook. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so I uh, I went to a, a very white high school. So now all of them have grown up, and they're the kind of white millennials that we all hate. You know, like uh, one of my friends, she uh, named her kid Tristan with two Y's, and they're not where you think they are. Um, and uh, <laughs> they're both silent. Um, but yeah, and uh, so some of them have been, like, they post on social media a lot, a lot of dumb stuff. Uh, like, uh, she got this whole thing of where she said, just because my uh, kid was born white doesn't mean they have any advantages. Um, and I said, well, give it a second. You know, like, it's not, it's not immediately at birth. You're just given, like, you know, insurance. Uh, it's just, it, take, it takes a minute. Um, and uh, one of my favorite white-related stories from 2018 uh, was the, the guy that went to try and, uh, uh, he died trying to promote Christianity to that island. Remember? Uh, he, got, he got shot with a bunch of arrows. Yeah. Um, so that guy, that's just the kind of confidence religion gives you, is just like to talk to strangers and die. It just gives you that kind of confidence. Um, but yeah, that, I was, he, he, try, he died trying to, 
get a group of indigenous people to go Christian the week before Thanksgiving, which is the whitest death, if you think about it, is the whitest, other than suicide by sleeping pills, is the, the whitest way that you can die. Um, all right. And, uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I'll end there. Hannah Gadsby, everybody. going you know i don't mind if you're gonna take the piss out of the british host that's absolutely fine just understand i will correct your grammar and i'll get it right we gave you a lovely language what the fuck did you do with it seriously like i'm sorry this is the thing so i'm i'm due to take my citizenship soon okay because you know being british isn't enough now we've had brexit apparently we don't want to be british anymore either and, uh, and it's tough. Do I take my American citizen? Do I want to take that 20% intellectual discount? It's a, um, it's a serious issue. The good news is I can make that joke because, you know, most Americans won't get it. Anyway, uh, we've just come through Easter. Remember, it wouldn't happen if the Jews hadn't killed Jesus. I'd like to welcome to the mic, Annie Bernstein. I'm going to publicly give my $2 just so that I, I don't get shamed, right? Isn't that what this is all about? It's a fundraiser? Okay. Um, okay. Um, I just saw my high school friend recently. And it's interesting because we're very different right now. Like she went to business school and I'm at Mutiny Radio on a Friday. <laughs> I'll give my two dollars in a second. Um, I just turned 31, which feels pretty good. And I've been thinking about wanting to have a baby as a result, which is actually why I started doing stand-up comedy. Because I hear that male comics have the most amount of unused sperm. <laughs> like Pam and I are getting contact pregnant right now. You better have an IUD, girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank God. Pam, how are you? It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a really long time. Um, I just ended a relationship with this guy who moved back to Israel. Um, and it was interesting because, like, the day that he left was also the first day that my vibrator stopped working. And I really think that he took the charger, which is fucking savage. Well played, sir. Well played. Um, I was, was trying to brag to my coworker about dating this guy who was into, into disaster relief, and he was like, no wonder he was dating you. Get it, you guys, disaster relief. I am disaster to relieve. Working on that. <laughs> um, he's also the guy at work who ordered, when like there was like a survey as to what office supplies we should get, he said glitter. <laughs> um, I recently have been watching YouTube videos with a little bit of a 
editor, video editor's eye. Uh, because I, I'm a video editor and it's been interesting because like there's a lot that we don't see behind the scenes. And don't you think? Colin knows. Um, so there's a lot that you don't see with video editing and like girls who are really good at dancing, for example, like you're not seeing all the shit that went into them being good, really good at dancing. Like the blood, the sweat, the physical abuse from their dance teacher. <laughs> and so what I need from YouTube, I think, in terms of like getting better at anything is just like an older father figure telling me that I'm not good enough. Like those are the kind of videos that I would, that would motivate me to be, become a better dancer. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you, guys. Oh, I one more minute. Okay. Um, I don't recognize a lot of people here tonight, which is interesting. Um, so I'm going to talk about my vagina. Um, I'm a squirter. And as you could imagine, I was hesitant to talk about squirting in my stand-up routine because I didn't want to be pigeonholed as, like, just another squirter comic. <laughs> but I know that I have some allies in the audience because all men are squirters. <laughs> like this guy looks like he squirted at least two times today. Let's give it up for him, you guys. All right, that is my time. Thank you guys so much. Uh, she went and picked on the thinnest you know, cutest, scrawniest guy in the room because she knew she could take him in a fight, to be honest. I looked at him and just thought, hmm, toothpick, that's useful. <laughs> Remember, when, 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 when it's British, it's not cruel, it's humor. That's, that's how I was raised. That's why I have PTSD. All right, lady, uh, please give it up for your next comedian who was going to be your last comedian 15 minutes ago. Colin, always on time, halts. Always on time, he's always on time, he's always on time. Hey, always on time. His timing is impeccable. He doesn't know when the bit is over. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> one night, late at night, I decided to go to Burger King. We have a walk-up Burger King in my neighborhood 24-7. It's not 24-7. They say it is. It closes for an hour from 4 to 5 a.m. I got there before that. And it was just me and a bunch of single dudes and one couple waiting in line. And uh, the lady in the couple just kept saying, I'm so happy that I'm not lonely. And then she went up to everybody in the line. Like I said, all single guys, including myself. And she said, are you lonely? It was Christmas Eve. We're in the Burger King line. Yeah, we're lonely. Only, only the Burger King has the meats that can satisfy me, all right? I'm definitely lonely. 100% lonely. But also, I didn't realize that you could troll a Burger King line when you were also waiting in that Burger King line. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> but I also... 
I don't know. Maybe this is just going to be mean. But <laughs> I, I love the idea that it's like, uh, yeah, we're all lonely and we're here at the Burger King line. Sure, maybe that's the case. But your boyfriend took you to Burger King on Christmas. I, you're about to be lonely. I have a feeling you're about to be. That's, I guess it wasn't so mean, but it felt kind of mean <laughs> in the brain box. She pointed to some guy's food when he got his bag, and she just said, this is your family now. <laughs> it was a lot of food. It was, it was a lot of food. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I uh, was dating this girl for a little while. Um, it was, you know, one of those times when, uh, you know, you were, you're not lonely. You're lonely for sure. You're not lonely, though. Definitely lonely. Mm, what's going on with those loins, baby? Uh, first date we went on sex. Hell yeah. Second date, cuddling and making out. Still pretty good, all right? Third date, though, was just a kiss at the door. <laughs> Our relationship is Benjamin buttoning. <laughs> when I gave her a kiss at the door, though, a homeless man walked by, and he's like, yeah, you two go have sex for me. It's like, holy shit, that's not a homeless man. That's a homeless wingman. <laughs> Hell yeah. Got to follow that guy around. We did not have sex, though, because she's at a point where she wants to have kids, and I just want to practice. Didn't really work out. Uh, but we're still friends. You know, I know I'm the safe guy friend for a lot of ladies based solely, uh, number one, on the number of all ladies' night sleepovers I've been invited to. And number two, uh, way more women have peed in front of me than I've had sex with. So, I don't know. I just uh, let it out, I guess. All right. I was uh, just getting an Uber back from uh, the tacos. It was, uh, I had a good excuse. All right, uh, thank you very much. Your next comic, I've spent the last 20 minutes breathing in the fumes, and my God, they are good fumes. Please welcome to the mic, Mark Neuer. That's what most people say after inhaling my fumes. They're like, oh, the, I loved your fumes just wafting in my fucking face for 20 minutes, Mark. I was just huffing your fumes, Neuer. <laughs> I think fumes is equally as, un equally as an uncomfortable word as uh, moist. It's pretty fucked. So we have Satan in the room now, so thank God. Uh, if you take a look here, you'll see Lucifer on a coat rack <laughs> in a dress with a face mask like it's going to a rave. And it is giving me anxiety. See, 
trying to talk to the devil through a Ouija board is all fun and games. So that motherfucker starts talking. You know what I mean? So you start seeing him in your rearview mirror while you're driving. It's all fun and games. It's all ha-has and tee-hees. Those motherfuckers like looking at you funny in the mirror and shit. It's fucked up. I realize crackheads that are screaming out into the nether are just telepathically talking to other crackheads across town. Cool. There he is. We were waiting for you. We were waiting for you. Thank God. Come on. We were just talking about talking to Satan. It was great. My goodness. Everyone's waiting to get up. Me too. Took a pill. Waiting. Did you hear what I said? (laughs) I said everyone's waiting to get up. Me too. But um, killing it here at Mutiny Radio, ladies and gentlemen, on a good old Friday night. I got kicked out of a uh, movie theater today. Not for shooting it up. Um, not for bringing an assault rifle to it. Um, I was sitting there for two and a half hours of a three-hour movie. Uh, it's called Avengers. And I was sitting there. And they got the whole situation going. The whole plot is going. It's doing its thing. The shit is int- getting more intense as as the fucking... And I'm jeweling. And I'm sitting there and I'm... And I'm watching Thanos. And I'm watching Ant-Man. He's crawling up his ass. And it's, it's fucking amazing. Stop having a panic attack. I said Ant-Man's crawling up Thanos' ass. Did you see the memes? Anyways, he's crawling up the ass... It's all over the internet. He's crawling. This is not, not, not anything new. I'm not telling you something new. He's crawling up Thanos' ass and he's got barbecue sauce on him and it's all crazy. And it's, and like seven police officers, Daily City police officers walk in. They're like, I need you to step outside with us right now. And I was like, with <laughs> Doug, he just spread the butt cheeks. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he's just about to enter the rectum. How are you? So I get up. Seven police officers tell you to get out of your seat. You kind of can't just sit there. Laugh. I, dem- I, d- I demand a laugh for the fucking honk. If you don't laugh at my joke, I don't, that doesn't bother me. Everyone gets a fucking laugh on the honk. Every time it's my honk, Pam, you notice this. I bitched about it last time. I get no fucking laughter for my honk. The honk is hilarious. I will use the rest of my time here to scream and bitch about it. I will. It's, the honk is fantastic. Is it not fantastic? Oh my fucking God, it's so good. Muni's not the same without Pam Benjamin. I'm telling you. It's like dull when she's not here. There's no horn. There's a DJ. There's music. It's, it's different. When she plays music. It's, like, it's not funky music, though. Don't look at me crazy. There's no punchlines. I'm just talking shit. It's Friday night. You came here to hear jokes? Go fuck yourself. All right, you guys have a great night. Good man. And why is he a good man? Because he put in his money. He put in his donation. And that's, that's what makes a human being. So when I'm not doing this, I work in IT security. I was a professional hacker for 20 years. 
I'm one of the people you do want looking after your shit, because if you piss me off, you're on a no-fly list. That's pretty much how it goes down. There's, uh, they will find kitty porn on your laptop. Trust me. It's, uh, it, it, it's a gift. But it's important to know about, uh, it, it's important to know about security. You've got to make sure that you know what you're putting online, which is why I know that the person coming to the bank right now has a fascination with sci-fi and military uniforms, two things I'm kind of fond of myself. Please welcome to the mic, Phoebe Xavier. Hi, everybody. Um, okay, I, didn't, I wasn't really warned about needing to bring the appropriate amount of money, so I have 70 cents I'm leaving for you. If you want, like, I could PayPal you later. I feel awful. You can shame me. Um, okay, so um, I just got recently back into doing stand-up comedy. Uh, my friend Rachel does it around town here, and I came here to visit her for the month. So I've been getting back into the swing of it. I haven't done it in a few years. A few people were surprised with how comfortable I am on stage and how good I am with crowds, but I do bukkake. <laughs> And if you understand, like, the mechanics of a regular blowjob, all you're really doing is adding this to it. It's not that hard. All right, thanks. Um, okay, so uh, I was talking with a girlfriend of mine that I stayed with, and we were getting drunk, and we were discussing some sex shit, and she started telling me about some of the disgusting stuff that you hetero people do. And her and her boyfriend apparently 69, and then while they're 69ing, he will start to slowly insert three, four, five fingers until he has enti his entire fist in her while still simulating the outside of her vagina orally. And then she is blowing him while she starts to stick her hand into his ass until she's fully fisting him. And I'm like, at that point, that's at least a 73, right? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so my friend that I'm staying with now, she has a gated entrance to her building. Um, that there's just a single entrance to it. And I was walking up the block to try to get in the other day. And there were like four people gathered around the entrance, all making a big fucking fuss. And I was like, guys, what's going on? And I see there's a squirrel running up the front of the gate. And I was like, guys, calm down. That squirrel lives there. He just forgot his keys. <laughs> all right maybe not that was the uh, snuff joke for the night where the laughter goes to die at the end um okay so what else are we doing um um uh, no okay so ladies do you ever uh roll over too quickly in the middle of the night and you just slam your balls between your thighs <laughs> does that not happen to you <laughs> thanks rich no, I, that must be third uh first world tranny problems um so I think maybe the, uh, the real Mueller report is the friends that we made along the way. <laughs> um, I'm not uh, associated strongly with any political party, uh, except for I do affiliate with the Optimist Party, and we have no real platform or agenda. We're just pretty sure it's going to work out in the end. Um, all right, I forget what else the hell I had to do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> since I'm already bombing, let's go with it. All right, so uh, they warn you in public service announcements about um, meth teeth, the way that if you do methamphetamines, it's going to rot your teeth out. I've never personally experienced that, but it does make your hair really sticky. That's not really a joke. I'm just a tweaker that needs to wash her hair more. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, so I have two more. Let's see. Oh, okay, we can do these. Um, so they say that, um, I've heard the phrase that you are what you eat, and uh, admittedly, a lot of my boyfriends have turned into assholes. Uh, 
Uh, another one that I've heard is that every fight is a food fight when you're a cannibal. But that's not true. That's definitely not true. Because what if you're wrestling a robot? You can't eat metal. All right, I'm Phoebe Xavier. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Phoebe, you were awesome. You really were. I see you get the same fashion advice I do from Rachel Ray. It's important that your eyeliner matches your full facial tattoo. Some people don't understand how important that is in society. Go for it. Absolutely. All right. Again, I'm not cruel. It's British. Okay? That's how we do things. So, uh, please welcome to the mic, uh, I'm guessing Phoebe's friend, because we already heard about her, the wonderful Rachel Pinson. That was my creepy Aunt Phoebe. I would like to say she's harmless. So I have the opposite of a resting bitch face. I have like a resting helpful lady face, and it sucks. I wish I had a resting bitch face because that's a good line of defense. But instead, people just put their trust in me, and it makes for like weird instances. Like I can't sit alone on public transportation. I can't because people walk in and they're like, "Oh, it's crowded. Who am I gonna? Oh, that bitch looks like a fucking kindergarten teacher, dude. I'm safe with her, no matter what they smell like." And also, people ask me for directions all the time, but I don't even know where the fuck I'm going. So how am I gonna tell you? You know? But I'm just, I am helpful, so I'll sit there and pull out my phone and I'll figure that shit out together with that Japanese tourist. We'll get her where they need to go, you know? But one time, this is the weirdest one. I was at a concert. Someone just hands me their fucking baby. Hands me their baby. What? Like, I may look nice. You may pro- profile me as a nice person, but I don't give a shit about babies. What makes you think I'm not going to sell it? You know, it's like worth 10000 maybe $30,000 if it's blonde. I don't know if that's true, but that's what my cousins always told me when they were watching me. Uh, so to in order to, okay, <clears throat> sorry. I have come up with my own form of defense. I don't like to be mean, and I don't like to be violent, but I can out crazy people. So when I'm ever, whenever I'm out on the street and stuff, and I hear things like, uh, hey, mama, nice ass. <sighs> oh no, you mean to say, you can see me? The serum, it's not working. Oh my God, corporate's gonna kill me when they find out. Another one, another example, is whenever uh, someone's like, hey girl, what are you doing in the city all by yourself? Like, by myself? No, I'm with all my friends. Let me introduce you. We have Stalin, Mussolini, Genghis Khan, and Hitler. We're going to an NA meeting, and then we have band practice. Do you want to come? What, where, are you, where are you going? You're right, Joey. He's probably not ready to get sober. So, but if I am in a really sketchy neighborhood and I travel a lot, it happens, and I really want to commit to the bit, get people to leave me alone, all I do is piss myself and walk around barefoot. Then no one's going to sit next to me on that train, you know? And if all of those lines of defense don't work, the person still proceeds to talk to me, then I'm in real trouble because that person's probably my soulmate, and I am not ready for commitment. I'm not. <coughs> so... I'm a hippie, but I'm really bad at it because I really like taking showers and I uh, I really like taking showers and I uh, 
shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Let me start. I'm a hippie. Oh, thank you. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> I like taking showers. I like eating meat, and I fucking hate talking about astrology. I hate it. I don't want to talk about astrology. People are like, oh, sister, what's your sign? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's caution. But my, my moon sign's slippery when wet, and my rising sign is no dumping. Uh, uh, so, did you know that Gen Xers hate millennials? I just found that out. It came as such a shock to me because they used to love telling me how smart and mature I was for my age when they were buying me booze in junior high. That's what I got. Thank you. Keep it going for Phoebe, please. Oh. Keep it. Keep it going. I always have to say, and, and, and for Rachel, the problem is, you see, I do the joke about wearing glasses from 10 years ago. Actually, not a joke. That's the problem. My kid really did break my glasses, and I can't read for crap right now. So if um, Antonio Mauricio Cristiano's not here, hopefully Luke Moore is ready to come to the mic. Please make it loud for him. Hey guys, what's up? What's up, Muni? Uh, hey guys, uh, what's up with me? Oh, uh, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I actually I discovered the cure uh, to racism. It's soul food. You see, I have I have this dog. I got him from the pound. He had a previous owner, and uh, taught him like some bad habits, like racism. And so I had this racist dog, and like I'd bring black friends over, and my dog would growl at at them. You know, my dog would go, grrr, grrr. You know, and like you don't want to hear that from your dog, right? That's a hard R growl. You know, so I said, bad dog. But I I moved here, and uh, I live by a lot of black people, and we we're me and my dog were walking down, and uh, my neighbor was like, hey, can I give him some food? I said, sure. And he gave him uh, like a sausage and he ate the whole sausage. And now my dog is no longer racist. <laughs> he no longer growls at black people. So I think we just need to like bombard people with soul food. I think we just need like, you know, potato salad cannons and like gravy hoses. We just need to hose them down with gravy, right? Hoses, would that work? Would that be good to, for battling racism, maybe? I don't know. Okay, chicken waffle grenades. Okay, I don't know. We got to, you know, make the technology first. But, uh, hell yeah. Uh, what, what else? What else? <laughs> um, Vanessa Carlton, you all know who that is? So... <laughs> This isn't curing racism anymore. This is just, I have a thing about, so Vanessa Carlton, she's from uh, San Francisco. Did you know that? She grew up here. Uh, and so that song, Making My Way Downtown, like that's about San Francisco. And if you re-listen to the song, you would know like, oh, that is San Francisco. Because it goes like, Making my way downtown, there's a guy doing heroin. And then there's uh, some sh shit, and I slipped on it. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to end it there because I don't remember all the words, but. Uh, 
Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I'm going to karaoke it later. Thank you. Okay, rule number one at comedy, make sure the microphone is on. No, rule number two, don't trip over the dog. That is, uh, that's an important one, not one that's well known, but one worth remembering at this point. All right, well, we have a British theme tonight. The British are coming. We'll clean up after ourselves. We're really good about that. It's my uh, pleasure to introduce a, uh, a guest act for you tonight, because I need you to hear more vowels. Uh, if you need, uh, if you need, I've lived here six years. He's only been here a couple of weeks. If you have problems, I'll translate afterwards. Please welcome to the stage, Edinburgh Award attendee for a couple of years running now, Mr. Ollie Horn. Yes, hello. Are we well? Yeah, I love my accent too. Um, I just want to make it clear that I'm one of the good British guys, right? Um, there are good ones and bad ones. You can tell I'm one of the good ones because I'm not posh. And you can tell I'm not posh because my face is still. Because we have these really posh British people, like the ones that cause Brexit, and they have this face that's just so impressed with how clever they are. Their whole face is just struggling to catch up with their accents. They're just constantly surprised by the state of the world. I didn't know we gave Hong Kong back. Not me, I'm one of the good, good guys. Um, it's true, been in San Francisco uh, for a couple of weeks now. Uh, I like what you've done with the place, it's good. Um, clean it up though, um, it's nice though. Nice but dirty, that's how I like it. Um, I've uh, tried to adopt the local culture. I've got some all birds, because I want to be a tech bro one day. Uh, I, um, I took a, a DNA test. That's what everyone hears, isn't it? The 23andMe DNA test. Tried that out, and I was really hoping it would, like, tell me that, like, I am biologically predisposed to failure. But unfortunately, the results were fine, and says, no, no problem, as I've, I've got only myself to blame, regrettably. Uh, sad, I was hoping it would go, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you, it will make sense now, you know. Uh, to, just to give some context on how well my comedy's going, yeah, sure, I do comedy, right? It's my job. Um, but um, my last show, which I did at the Perth uh, Fringe Festival, uh, we had to cancel for technical reasons, right? Uh, and those technical reasons were we sold three tickets. Uh, not enough tickets. Um, I, like, uh, I like America, right? I, don't, I haven't been here long enough to understand this country, uh, but I think so far, my summation of this country, the best way to understand your heart, your DNA, is with the words, free refills. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the world. The rest of the world doesn't have free refills. You have free refills. I love it. You finish a drink, what happens? You go, I want more of that drink. How much would you like to pay for that? No more. <laughs> free. I'd like it free. I'd like a refill. I'm not full. Fill that for free. It gives me hope. Socialism might work in this country one day. However, right? All of your fast food outlets will give you free refills while also offering you three different sizes of cup for three different prices. It makes absolutely no sense that no matter which size you get, you can have unlimited amount of that drink. And yet there's a moron tax, one dollar extra for a large size cup. Who's buying a large size cup? That's not saying that you're thirsty, that's just saying that you want a large size cup. It's a tax on stupidity or laziness, I'm not sure. But you do. This country, you've started to like value your time. Like you can now, a computer algorithm is calculating exactly how much your time is worth. Right? The Uber app, app here is different to in the UK, because here there's a button which says you can walk for six minutes 
and will, it will save you like 86 cents. And you have to make a decision, how much am I worth? And I go, yes, okay, I will walk for six minutes for 86 cents. Pro rata, that's $8.60 per hour walking. Uber has worked out, that's my value. Um, sad, really. I, uh, what else do I want to talk to you about? Uh, I, um, I'll tell you a story. I, I'd like to tell a story because actually uh, our wonderful host, I do think he's wonderful, not just because he's British. Um, I was supposed to do his show on Tuesday evening, right? And I'm going to explain the reason why I didn't do his show, right? And this is a true story, right? Like actual true story. Not like a comedian true story. You know, it's like comedians, they embellish their stories, don't they, right? Like they'll say like, oh, I've got this, I've got this friend. But rather than say that, they'll say, oh, I've got this black friend when like they haven't, right? It's just like, you know, they're just like mixed race, right? Like, mixed-race Chinese doesn't even count. And so my story is true, right? So, so uh, I do stand-up comedy to find a wife, right? That's my main reason, right? Ultimately, I would like to find a wife, and this is one of the ways in which I'm going to do so. Um, and on Tuesday evening, uh, someone who saw one of my shows last year said they were in San Francisco. They saw my Instagram, they said, would you like to go on a date with me? Now, I said, uh, well, if, yes. However, I was supposed to do John's show a long way away. So that was, that's a moral dilemma, isn't it, right? The dilemma is, how do I tell him I'm definitely not doing his show? Um, <laughs> called him. By the way, um, every time I hear a horn, I uh, come in my pants. <sighs> <laughs> right, so... Uh, <laughs> Called up John, I was like, really sorry, John, can't do your show. John was uh, dealt with it beautifully, right? He just went, oh, that's absolutely fine. What's the reason? I said, I'm on a date with a beautiful girl. He went, that's no problem. I thought you were gay. Whatever. Um, right, this is what genuinely happened, right? So I was supposed to go on this date. Uh, picked a lovely bar in the mission. I waited down in the mission. We were supposed to meet at 10 p.m., right? Got to 10.30 p.m., she didn't arrive. Got to 11 p.m., she didn't arrive. I, ladies and gentlemen, got stood up, right? I stand up, the irony. And... Right, but, then, but then I thought, look, I'm going to turn this into a positive thing, right? So then I walked back to my place, and on the way home, I walked past uh, one of your homeless people, which I, you're very fond of, it seems, but I think you, you have too many of them. I think you're too keen. Um, and that suddenly, just put it into, into, into perspective, right? My life's not as bad as his life. So I said to him, I was like, I'm really sorry, buddy. Um, are you hungry? And he went, oh, I am, actually. Because there's a sandwich shop here, which I really like. I'd like to buy you a sandwich. Um, and I was feeling really sad, but I thought, well, if I buy him a sandwich, maybe I'll feel good, right? So he was like, yeah. I said, what do you want? And he went, anything. I went, no, no, tell me specifically what do you like. And he went, oh, anything. I said, they do a good steak one. Do you like steak? He said, yeah. I went, right, anything? Pickles? Brilliant. So I toddled off to this shop feeling brilliant. Right, I've got his order. Went into the shop, steak sandwich shop. It's a good shop here in the Mission. And I said, I'd like to order a sandwich, please. And the guy was like, oh, we're just about to clean the grill. Can you wait 15, 20 minutes? Now, I was feeling sad and lonely. I'd envisaged going on a date with a beautiful girl and then subsequently having sex with a beautiful girl. I'm now tasked with either asking the sandwich shop man to cook me a sandwich that I wasn't planning to consume on a dirty grill, or waiting for 20 minutes in a sandwich shop watching a man clean a grill in lieu of doing either a comedy gig or a date, or not buying a sandwich at all and just letting this homeless man feel the same feeling that I felt just two hours earlier, feeling of rejection. So I thought, I'll wait, I'll wait. So I waited for 20 minutes and I bought this sandwich, right? All the orders he wanted, got the pickles, got everything else. Um, but the guy, he took his sweet time, right? It was about half an hour later since I anyway, got a sandwich, toddled the bag, was feeling really good about myself. Finally got a message from this girl going, I'm really sorry I couldn't make it tonight. Work. It's not even an excuse, is it? Work. Toddled back. Thought I'll hand it to the sandwich guy. This will be a good conclusion to my evening. He wasn't there anymore.
So I spent Tuesday night not doing John's show, but eating a steak sandwich that I didn't even like. That's been my experience in San Francisco. Thank you very much for uh, listening to me. I'll hand back to your host. We should at this point do a rousing rendition of God Save the Queen, shouldn't we? Just so they know what patriotism... We don't have to sing. Uh, this is an interesting thing. I, mean, I, my, I have season tickets to the 49ers. And uh, I go to a good number of games each year. And you have to sing the national anthem between... Is that so you don't forget the words? Is it you have to do it at every game? I, why does the Navy have to sponsor the game so they can show up? I'm, I'm curious about this. this uh, I'm not knocking patriotism. Don't worry, I'm patriot. I bleed red, uh, same color as the Queen. I mean, she doesn't bleed, obviously. She's full of dust. You've seen her. But uh, no. All right, so we're into the final stretch now. So I'm afraid we're down to two-minute sets. So you're going to have to you know, tune out that bad minute, and I'm going to have to stop talking. Please welcome to the mic, Jason... You and your radio. My, it's my first time here. How's it going, everybody? You're doing good? Woo. Friday night, nowhere else I'd rather be. Uh, yeah, no, I'd like to be in somebody else, but I'm here. All right, um, tell you a little about myself. Um, I, I'm kind of brand new to stand up comedy. Uh, I have a look about myself that says three things. Uh, one, I listen to too much Joe Rogan. Uh, number two, I'm probably really too single. And number three, I come from the East Bay. All three things, which are uh, brutally true. But I'm, I'm about self-improvement. Uh, last year, uh, I lost actually 100 pounds. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a lot of people ask me, like, what was my motivation? What was the reason behind it? It was simple. I just wanted to see my dick again. You know, every morning you wake up and it's, it's, it's a game of hide and seek. You know, you're looking down there going, oh, God, where is it? You know, then it turns into a search and rescue. I'd have to get my girlfriend involved because she was always better at finding the remote when it got lost between the couch cushions. <laughs> Last night wasn't really that good. I actually went on a date and this woman said, you know what? You remind me like my brother. And uh, I, I just, uh, I'm not feeling it. Can we, can we just be friends? I'm like, oh, really? Friends, you know? And I get it, you know? I look like I'm in the friend zone. I live in the friend zone, you know? If I get another woman that tells me I remind her like her brother, I'm moving to Arkansas because that's the only place that line works. All right, this last joke actually came all the way here to tell this one. Uh, I just got my 23andMe results back, and it was pretty crazy, actually really shocking. Uh, it turns out I am not related to my dad and his family. And, you know, I was trying to look at the bright side of that, you know, which is one thing. It's, uh, it's no longer incest, it's just molestation. Quiet room, perfect. All right, thank you very much, everybody. That's my time. I'm fat, but I've got size 13 feet, never had a problem finding my penis. So, uh, let me uh, introduce, I've met his father, Mike Evans Sr. Uh, let me bring to the uh, wonderful man, don't lend him money. Please, uh, introduce, please let me introduce uh, Mike Evans Jr. <laughs> Um, so I work at middle school and there's these fucking kids today. It's the most adorable thing ever. I saw this little boy, Javon, ask out this girl, Ayana, to be his girlfriend. It was very adorable. They're both 11 years old. Javon walks up to Ayana and says, hey, Ayana, I, I really, really like you. And I was wondering if you could be my girlfriend. And Ayana goes, 
yes, of course, Javon. I was actually thinking this this whole time. And Javon was like, really? And Ayana was like, psych, you ugly bitch. <laughs> I didn't know whether to feel bad or just impressed that like how cold you could be at 11 years old, you know? There's something in the, in the air. With, with the middle schoolers, they're just mean people, mean-spirited as fuck. Um, I assist the math class from day to day, and I, am, I, I have not studied at all. thing about math is like when you stop taking math your sophomore year of college, you kind of just stop thinking about math. Is the dog lost? Is that what happened? Nope. Got to keep talking about other things. <laughs> no time at all. Um, yeah, no, so in math class today... Uh, <laughs> this kid Jamie realized that she doesn't have to use math. That was always the argument, right? When you're younger, they're like, I'm never going to use this when, when I'm an adult. And I had to sit there and accept that. Um, because there's this problem I didn't know the answer to. And Jamie looked at me, she was like, Hey Mike, didn't you graduate college? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, and you don't know the answer to this problem. And I was like, no, she was like, see, I can graduate college and never have to do this shit ever again. And that's my time. Job and say hi to your dad for me and uh, he still owes me all right there's two ways i like my sex happy and painful bringing to the mic miss christina Payne. how much time did you say we have fuck that's what he said okay um i don't have change on me so like, I was like, I have a tampon because this shit comes in handy. It's worth more than anything. Hello. Okay. And then I got this um, other Muni bus transfer thing. This is good whenever. This shit is over $2. Okay. You can use this shit whenever. All right. So um, give it up for not having to suck a dick to get here. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, oh, wait. Is there more in my pocket? Okay, I was at the clinic earlier. These are not magnums. These are lifestyles. Okay? So little dick men here. I'm going to leave one here for you. <laughs> All right. And um, also, oh, shit. What else is in here? What else I dropped? Okay, wait. Okay, look. These are some draws. Okay, look. Just real quick, I just wanted to share. This is the reason why I'm not a lesbian anymore. This part, ladies, on your draws should still smell like heaven, okay? But this part right here, this is where, like, you see, like, where it's starting to, like, change colors, y'all? Like, where the thread is just giving out, like, an old-ass black man, on the corner who's been there since like the civil rights movement. You see that shit? Okay. This part right here, this is where the coochie juice collects and then blends in with the booty juice right here. This shit right here smell like garbage truck juice, tomato paste, roller skates, Cindy Lopper sitting back there. <laughs> 
just get your bleach, okay? Just pray, get your bleach. This is the reason why I will never, ever come close to eating another coochie hole ever again in my life. In the name of Jesus. All right, my name is Christina Payne. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Suddenly, my hangover cure of the, uh, the liquid at the bottom of a Long John Silver dumpster doesn't seem so bad now, does it? No, it does not. And sadly, that has to be our last comic. And that was our I'm last so comic. I'm so sorry, guys. There just isn't time. In that case. We've got the next podcast starting at 8. I'm so sorry. So in that case, I'll finish the show as I do every single show. God save the queen. Have a great night. Have a great life and have fun. Don't do anything you shouldn't. And if you do it, don't get caught. Have fun. through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate